Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. So here we go. You better buckle up, buttercup. And a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I want to know what's going on, and I want to know right now. You know, two dudes talking sports. And you two will be awesome. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. Who the hell are you? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. JT, baby. Let's go, JT. Let's go. Who was that, Brian? That's a, you got fans out there, man. You got fans. They're jumping on. Play it again, Brian. Who is it? Uh, JT, baby. Let's go, JT. Yeah, I don't think they're go. talking about me. Must be yeah, another JT are. somewhere. No, I think that we recorded that, I think, at uh, Jersey's uh, at Belton. One of your <laughs> fans are yelling at you. Yeah, there. sounds like I was in a wing-eating contest or something. Let's go, JT. Come on, JT. Let's go. Well, <laughs> let's go. And do you want to start with the good or the bad over the weekend? Uh, let's get the bad out of the way, okay? Let's let's. It, it was supposed to be a great new year, right? Twenty twenty three supposed to be fantastic, new year and everything like that, right? And the Buckeyes looked like they were going to pull the upset because they were the underdog, and for all intensive purposes, even the coach from Georgia said it, Kirby Smart. The Buckeyes probably should have won the game. Mm. Ryan Day said that afterwards. Uh, the C.J. Stroud said that afterwards. But here's the bottom line. They did not right. win the game, right? They blew, again, another lead in the second half and collapsed with their defense in the fourth mm. quarter, getting outscored 18-3 to right. in the fourth quarter, and they lose a game they should have won, and they should be playing a week from today for the national championship 42-41 to Georgia. Unfortunate. You play 45 minutes of pretty much flawless football, and we talk about it all the time. you got to play four quarters of football, right? Complimentary yep. football. The good news for the Buckeyes was the fact that they played a really good game. Going into this game, I was a little bit weary. Uh, I, I should say Leary. Didn't know what to expect. Can they hang with Georgia? Everybody expected Georgia to maybe blow this team out. But if you watch the lines prior to kickoff, it told you that the Sharps in Vegas, they know a whole heck of a lot more about football than we ever thought we did because the line kept going down, 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 down. Up until kickoff, the line on that game was four and a half points. It told me they gave a really good chance to the Buckeyes, if not covering, maybe winning that game outright. And boy, you're right. They let one get away. And again, 45 minutes of really good football, all to be outscored. 18 to 3 in that last 15 minutes and miss on all things. On all things. And I get on you all the time. Nice yep. job, you effing kicker. Well, if there's ever a chance or a time to use it, now would be it. Go for it. Nice job, you effing kicker. Nice job. I agree. Dude, I agree. That my son texted me, okay, from across the world, right? He's living in Lisbon, Portugal. He said, Dad, that is the worst pressure kick I have ever seen yeah, in bad. my life. I mean, Steve, who, who was it? Scott uh, Norwide, Scott No Good, whatever his name is for the Bills. He pushed it a it little bit. It could have been right. good. At least that okay? one could have been good. Right, right. That that had a chance. JT, this one was Ooh. 
20 yards, not short, 20 yards yeah. wide. The, mm-hmm. When you kick a field goal, and I used to dabble in this because I'm a fan of kickers. Just when I was growing up, mm-hmm. Roy Jarella, Jarella's Gorillas with the Steelers and everything. And I used to kick. I could make them for like 35, 40, 45 yards if I, I hit a good one. And I even know the ball was supposed to spin end <laughs> over end. Yeah. Okay, not sideways yeah. when you kick a field goal. Yeah. And this dude hit it sideways mm-hmm. and missed it by 20 yards, not short, yeah. 20 yards to the left. Yeah. That's how bad that field it, goal was. It wasn't one of those missed it by that much moments. It reminded me of one of those Cade York misses where he almost missed the ball. I mean, when you don't <sighs> kick it and it, it doesn't go end over end. And by the way, you never kicked against the line, the, the likes of a Georgia Bulldog defensive line. But the problem here is the fact that I think he almost missed it. When you don't kick it end over end, or if you're trying to kick it too hard, you're not concentrating on where it's supposed to go. He dead hooked it. Is that a hook or is that a pull? What is that? That, uh, To me... Uh, a slice is when you push it yeah. right if you're right-handed. Uh, a hook is when you nah. push it left, right? So, and here's Ugly. the thing. And, and, you know, Ryan Day, he was all fired up on the sidelines, you know, saw, saw the emotion from him and everything mm. like that. And we'll get to the targeting that wasn't targeting, right. that was targeting, in my opinion, anyways. Um, but still, I, I, I tweeted before the game, if you're going to beat Georgia, and I go back to when the Eagles beat the Patriots, right, the Philly special, we can't score field goals to beat Tom Brady. we got to score touchdowns. Well, through the first three quarters, for the most part, they were yeah. getting touchdowns. Here's what the, the Buckeyes did, JT, on their last five drives. You ready for this? Yeah. The last five drives for Ohio State went this way, and I, I got it here on my, my sheet somewhere. Um, all right, here we go. You ready for this? And, and this is when, when you, you have a game of this magnitude, you got to score touchdowns. They went punt, field goal, punt, field goal, missed field goal on their last five drives. Okay, my question is this. What's the time of possession there? Because that's what really doomed their fate. It's okay to not score, but you got to take some time off the clock, right? Well, the one drive they did, uh, what really killed them is, okay, and, and these are, you know, there are turning points in the game. Ryan Day wanted to run a fake against Michigan, right? And the center... Uh, miscommunicated with the rest of the team and didn't snap it to Mm. Rossi, the up man, who would have had the fake and a first down, maybe a touchdown against Michigan. And after the game, that comes out, and this is where it hurts the Buckeyes even more. If nobody talks about that (laughs) fake punt that should have been a fake punt in the Michigan game, maybe Georgia doesn't scout it and know to call a timeout when they saw the unbalanced line and Ohio State ran the fake punt, got the first down, but Kirby was smart in calling that timeout. That's great coaching. And, again, when you start thinking about great coaching, maybe you've got more than one fake in your arsenal. You know, I I played enough football to know that there are more than one plays, there are more than one different more than one play to run when you're going yeah. for a fourth and one. There are more okay. than one play to run when you're going for a two-point conversion. There are more than one play to run when you're trying to fake a punt. Well, give Kirby smart credit. So he outsmarts Ryan Day on that, calls the timeout barely. Could have quit. Yeah, I mean, when I saw it and I heard the uh, the official on the game, you know, that's uh, in the booth with them. Oh, no, if they, if they get it to us, uh, you know, before the ball is snapped and we don't call it until after the ball is snapped, it's still a time. Horse horse hockey. Horse hockey. Is what I say to that, yes. But here's the thing. Okay, they punt the ball away. 
very next freaking play, 76-yard yeah. touchdown. Jim Knowles, what the f- are you doing, man? Horse hockey. I mean, no. JT, they had, and I looked this up, because we talked about it in the Michigan game. The defense gave up, what, five plays that totaled like 300-plus yards for touchdowns against Michigan, right? Oh, we're going to limit the big play the next time we play. I'm Jim Knowles, and I learned my lesson. I'm not going to do that again in the big game against Georgia. JT, they had nine plays, Georgia did, of 20 or more yards in that game on Saturday. And guess what? Guess what? Nine different players. Yeah. Nine different players Jim gained 20 or more yards. is on record for saying his defense will give up the big play. What that tells me is you don't keep three safeties back and try to keep the ball in front of you. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. Didn't you learn something against Michigan? You gave up your five big plays, but they all went for touchdowns. That right. doesn't make sense. So when people say, oh, they went into a prevent defense, that ain't no prevent defense. That's a bad defense. That's not preventable. Preventable means you've got your defensive backs back. You you did rush three players at times, right. but you didn't keep enough safeties back. You've got to keep things in front of you the way that Michigan did against Ohio State. They didn't give up the long ball. Buckeyes played a good game offensively for 45 minutes. Yeah, and here's the thing. If you have one or two players in the secondary, you can gamble like that. Their secondary stinks. It's terrible. Remember how we used to bitch about the linebackers? Linebackers aren't the problem anymore. It's the secondary that's the problem. It's awful. They can't tackle. They can't Mm -hmm. cover. They don't know uh, when to turn their head. Uh, They slip and fall on their ass uh, multiple times in the last two games of the year. That secondary wasn't Kerry Combs, obviously. That secondary is horrendous. There's a reason for that. You want to know what it is? Yeah, what is it? It's the NFL. For years, you had these top cornerbacks, and they were coming out, and they were going straight to the NFL. For whatever reason, I don't know if it was prior coaching, prior guys that were doing all the recruiting or whatever, they didn't get the next man up mentality and and recruit better than they did wide receiver. All of a sudden, all the attention. You remember, you were DBU for a while, right? And you had these guys going to the league. And even guys like Denzel Burke, I mean, these guys are playing well at the NFL level. But for whatever reason, you had guys transfer out like Seven Banks. I believe he went to LSU. How in the world does a guy in the secondary from Ohio State transfer out? What's the problem here? Yeah, well, the coaching maybe? I'm just Uh, saying. Jim Knowles. Was it Kerry Combs? Did they want to play for Kerry Combs? He leaves? Is that the reason? I don't think so. They were terrible when he was here. Right, and they're terrible now. The Uh, last two games, JT, you ready? The last two games, you start the season 11-0, and and then you play two big boys, right? You play two Mm -hmm. games that really matter because they're the only two. Maybe Penn State during the regular season, okay, that was a a big game, and Notre Dame was supposed to be, but they sucked this year anyway. Mm -hmm. You played your two biggest games. You gave up 45 points and 530 yards to Michigan, 42 points, 533 mm-hmm. yards to Georgia. I'll do the math for you, uh, Nick Turk, if you're listening, wow. instead uh, of you normally lot. doing it. Uh, 87 <laughs> points, 1,063 mm-hmm. yards in the two yeah. games that matter most, and both you right. lose because your defense sucks. Right. All that being said, arguably, this was the best game the Buckeyes played all season, and it's a yeah. loss. 
How about and, that? And it's a lot. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. You didn't know what to expect. A lot of people thought they were going to get blown out. With seconds to go in that game, you had a chance to win it. And think about this. They could have stole the national championship. Yep. Sure, I know there were injuries. Quarterback at uh, Tennessee goes down, blows their chances of getting in. Quarterback at USC goes down, blows their chances of getting in. Alabama loses two games, blows their chances of getting in. You proved that you could go toe-to-toe and be just as physical, if not more physical, than a Georgia team slide into a national championship. And by yep. the way, some of the good news that happened that day was that Michigan lost, if you're not a Michigan fan. Yeah. And especially for us Buckeye fans, I, you know, I know a lot of people will come back and, uh, oh, you should root for a Big Ten team. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to lie to you. When Michigan loses, I feel pretty good about it. That's just the way it is. I'm not going to change. But the bottom line here is the fact that you had a chance to sneak into the national championship. No guarantees you're going to win it. But I like my chances against TCU. And I said this last week. If you get by Georgia, and chances are you can, and let's think about this too, with a month to prepare, there are a couple of things in a couple of different directions a college team's going to go. Ohio State got better. They were more disciplined. Maybe Georgia didn't play their best game. I don't know. All I know is this, that when the clock hit midnight, you had a chance to win that game. That's all I know. Literally. Did you see the the videos they put together? I was working. the field goal. And it goes wide, and as the ball goes wide and hits the ground, the ball drops and hits 0-0, zero, zero, and yeah. 2023 comes yeah. in uh, on that crappy yeah. note. He kicked it in 2022, and it landed yes. a year later. <laughs> I mean, it's, you can't make this stuff up. And he missed up. it in both years. You can't, you can't make it up. What an unfortunate way to lose a game. JT, JT, I, you know what? And I know, and we're going to hear probably from some people, well, they didn't have Mayan Williams, who played barely in that game. They didn't have Travion Henderson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Marvin Harrison went out. You got to fight. When you're up by 14 points, okay, when you're up 14 points in the fourth, you got to find a way to win that game. Georgia Georgia had injuries as well. Their best defensive player has been out all year. I mean, injuries are part of the game. Now, you've got to have some luck as well, right? Right. And you you have to execute. When you have the opportunity, when they had the opportunity in the fourth quarter, you just yep. mentioned those drives. They didn't score. You got to keep the pedal to the metal and you got to score. I don't care what it is. Safeties, field goals, touchdowns. You can't get outscored 18 to three in the fourth quarter. C.J. Stroud scrambles 27 yards. Uh, you, we haven't seen that all season long. I don't, maybe they didn't want him to get hurt because they didn't have anybody you behind him. You saw it him. once. You saw it at Northwestern. But, well, okay, a little bit, okay, mm-hmm. but still, why didn't they run? When they, after that scramble, why not fake and let him bootleg out again and mm-hmm. pick up more? No, instead they give it to Dallas Hayden, minus one right. yard, uh, incomplete pass, incomplete pass, so you settle. He settled. Ryan Day, and this is what pisses me mm-hmm. off the most, and, and we heard the announcers all game long, Ryan Day told us he's not going to leave anything, uh, you know, in the bag. He's pulling out all tricks, all stops. He's going to be ultra aggressive. Well, on that last drive, when you had their defense on their heels, right, he played conservative and settled for the field goal to try and win a national championship instead of running the ball with his quarterback who had the hot legs and maybe man. scoring a touchdown or at least get closer for a damn field Blood goal. pressure, man. Dr. Lou, I hope you're on speed dial. Oh. You know, you talk about settling, and I understand why he ran the ball on first down, and I agree with that, but he lost two yards. The problem was 
I don't know if he was in attack mode because they almost got sacked on the next play. And it was like, okay, let's try to get a small gain here on third down and make the kick a little bit easier for Ruggles, who, by the way, hasn't kicked a 50-yarder, I don't believe, all season long. So you put your kicker in a really bad position as well. And that, again, goes to coaching, right? Yes, it does. Yes, you're supposed to put your team in the best right. position to win. He did not do that right there. Should have ran C.J. Stroud to the outside, <laughs> pick up, or at least scramble yeah, to throw, he tried and then that pick play. up yards. He tried a bootleg earlier. It got stuffed. I understand he's not the fleetest of foot quarterback, but, yeah, they could have tried something differently for whatever reason. They didn't. It didn't work. We're going to talk more Buckeyes today on the program at 330-450-1488. In fact, Jeff Logan will join us in about 45 minutes. Can we talk about the good? Come on! This is a preview of next season. And if you don't believe me, watch the first half of the Browns game. And who, raise your hand out there in Radio Land, believed that Deshaun Watson was going to be a bust. (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you what, man. I started to have my doubts. And then that second half hit, and him and Amari Cooper look great. And I got to tell you, some of the throws that Deshaun Watson makes, we've never, all due respect to Bernie Kosar, Brian Seip, Otto Graham, whoever. Uh, nobody, nobody threw a ball to the sideline the way that Deshaun Watson wings it in there. I'm sorry. I'm at Jersey's yesterday watching that game, right? And they looked awful in the first half. They looked, he looked like he had never played quarterback before that mm-hmm. game in the first half. They get it first and goal, and he takes Nick Chubb out. Nice job, Stefanski, you effing coach. Nice job. Um, and I'm sitting there going, why are you taking him out of the game, you dumbass? Plus, plus, JT, yeah. I also had Nick Chubb uh, for money uh, with my first ever bet legally in Ohio to We're score talk a touchdown about that. in the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that really pissed me off even more. But that first half is terrible. Then I'll, I tweeted it out. I gave him credit. They made adjustments somehow, someway, or they just benefited from that crappy quarterback that the Washington Redskins commanders had out there in Carson Wentz who couldn't hit a bull in the ass with a fiddle. He was standing right beside him, okay? He is terrible. I don't know what I saw in him years ago thinking he was going to be a stud and he was an MVP candidate. Thank God. Here's the, they have played. These are the quarterbacks they have played in the last three games. Tyler Huntley, Andy Dalton, and Carson Wentz. Thank God that they played those three quarterbacks, uh, and they're two and one in those games because if they didn't play the, they played their starting quarterbacks, they wouldn't have won those games. But I give Deshaun Watson credit because he resurrected his, I don't want to say career, but his um, stay in Cleveland, if you will, with his second half performance. It's his worth. I mean, you know, they're going to restructure that contract, but moving forward, and we have some hope, a little bit of ray of hope, moving yeah. forward. On the heels of two quarters of football over the, what, last four or five games now? And you didn't really know what you were going to get. Let's throw last week out because it was terrible conditions. They threw the ball more last week at home in sub-zero temperatures than they did yesterday, which, again, makes no sense, Stefanski. Thank you, Stefanski. But he did. And for whatever reason, they come away with a 24-10 winner. But the, the, the real gleam of hope is the fact that he played well and, the escapability of this guy is off the charts. You said gleam. You went Marty Schottenheimer oh, on us. there's a gleam, man. <laughs> there's a gleam. Let's get that. Is there a gleam? Let's get that gleam.
<laughs> you used the Marty Schottenheimer phrase, and you didn't hey, even know it. Normally, we know it when we say it. You didn't amazing. even realize that. Because not only that, I, I, I pulled one from Marty Schottenheimer out of the bag of tricks. On Friday, when you had off last week, I pulled yeah. out a John Facenda. Oh, you did. I was driving downtown, man, in that storm. And you know how they put the flags of all the NFL teams up and down Market Avenue, all the way around Centennial Plaza? Yeah. Yeah. I saw the Raiders fell film. <laughs> Dude. This thing was straight out of NFL films. Really? It was flying like it was going to come off its hinges. Are there hinges on a flagpole? Sure there are. Whatever. Whatever con- whatever connects the flag to the flagpole. And I thought of this. Ball bearings. Yeah, it's all it's, ball it's, bearings. I think so. The autumn wind is a pirate. <laughs> Blustering in from sea. Oh, by the way, they lost again. With a rollicking song, yeah, he sweeps along. It's not the autumn wind. My God. Yeah, no kidding. His face is Antarctica? Antarctica wind is what that was like. And here's what I'll say on that. Ask me. Go ahead. Ask me right now. How was your Christmas Eve night slash Christmas morning? Go ahead. Ask me. We didn't even talk about Christmas or New Year's. How was it? How was Christmas? Yeah, I had a flat tire, okay, in that crappy weather. All right? I got a freaking flat tire we go to dinner, our normal dinner on Friday night or Saturday night, Christmas Eve. We go to House of Hunan. There's 12 of us. We're having dinner, whatnot. What are you, the Christmas story? You went to yeah. Chinese? Did they sing jingle bells in front of you? No, they didn't. Ra, 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 ra. No, they didn't. What are you So we have our about? dinner. I get in my car and my, my <laughs> low tire pressure light comes on. And I'm like, okay, low tire. Well, it's cold out, right? So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, no problem. So I go to fill up my, the tire. There are two places in town I normally go. Both machines were frozen. They didn't work. They were frozen. So I drive up to another station. Oh, this one's working, but I got to pay $2 to get – I paid for air, okay? $2 I put in to get the air. I grab the hose. I put it on the, the valve of my tire. Guess what happens? What? The tire valve snaps. On your, on your tire? On my tire. It bends. I, and I'm like, son of that. a biscuit. Yeah, you know, it's okay. You can laugh. And I'm like, well, I better take this thing off. I'm like, I'll get it fixed in the morning. I've got Mr. Tire, right? Uh, I'll try and get it fixed the next morning. I get up. Guess what? Because I bent it, total flat tire Sunday morning. So it's minus 35 freaking degrees out there. I said freaking, okay? And I got a flat tire. Can't go anywhere. Uh, Miss Jersey's, right? Uh, because of the bad weather to begin with. Thank goodness I did, because uh, I might have got a flat tire on 77 uh, down in Canton. <laughs> so I wake up, and I go outside. Sure enough, the thing is totally flat. Call Brittany's dad. He comes over. He's got one of those pressure pumps, right, or what air compressors, whatever it is, right? So he fills that sucker up to like 45 pounds. And I'm thinking, I hope this can last me till Monday, because they're closed on Christmas Day. So I get over to Mr. Tire. Okay, up here in Medina. I'm Mr. Like, hey, this Tire? Yeah, we had a Mr. Tire. <laughs> so I go over there with my, with my tent, and all of a sudden, it was 45 pounds a day earlier. It's like the 26 right now. I checked it with the, you know, the air uh, tire thingy-majigger. Anyway, so I go over there. I'm like, hey, can you get me in? Yeah, bring it in at 4 o'clock. That should take 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes tops. It's 6 o'clock before uh. I get my tire back. Want to charge me $160 for fixing a valve. All I wanted was the valve replaced. They decided to do everything and anything else without asking me. I bitch and moan up a storm, get it down to $60. I get in my car. The damn tire pressure light thing is still on. 
but my tire is is full now, okay? So guess what I got for Christmas? I bought myself the day after Christmas a tire compressor to oh, keep in my car in, oh. in case that crap happens to me again. Could have That's my Christmas. Merry you. Christmas, everybody. I, so you went from Mr. To buffet to Mr. Tire. I could have got you at least yes. 30% off Nick Turk discount. Yeah, not at Mr. Tire. That doesn't work there at Mr. Tire. <laughs> Mr. Tire. My God. Mr. Tire is open on Christmas Eve. Uh, I, Mr. Tire. Oh, hey, that'll be uh, uh, $30 in 30 minutes. Hey, Ralphie. Uh, two hours later, hey, that's Ralphie. $160. Hey, Ralphie. What'd you get for Christmas? <laughs> I wonder if Mrs. Tire was upset that Mr. Tire had to work that night. Of course she was. Oh, man. So that was that was my, my – how was your Christmas? Oh, oh it was outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Pales in comparison to yours. Oh my! And then the freaking Buckeyes top yeah. off, you know top it off. My one holiday Christmas, I got a flat tire. My other holiday, well, uh, New Year's Eve, we don't go out because I'm watching the game at home. And Brittany's pissed at me because we <laughs> didn't go out and everything. I'm like, gotta watch it for work. Gotta do the ball right. And uh, they lose the game like that as the ball drops. It was the longest New Year's Eve in history. Oh. I'm working at Jersey's at Belden Village, and it was like, okay, you're playing in between the you know commercials and you're watching the game. Half one eye on the on the game, the other eye on the sound system and everything else. Right. It was terrible. It was the longest New Year's Eve in the history of of drinking holidays, partying holidays. And kudos yeah. to everybody that came out. And by the way, they did launch the You Bet kiosks at Jersey's at twelve oh one. So did they? when the ball dropped twice, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were both losers. Get it? Oh, I do get it. Yes, big time. I lost my first bet, by the way. I, we'll I talk more lost about mine, it. too. Let, yeah, let's, when we come All back, right. let's get into that because uh, you got the first look at it. <laughs> and then yesterday, when I'm at Jersey's for the Browns backers. I got the first look at the you bet machines that uh, Jersey's has now and all that. So it, it is pretty cool, unless you lose, like I did, uh, with one, two, three, four oh, bets but yesterday. it's the experience that counts. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it fun? Oh, yeah. Flat. About as fun as a flat tire on Christmas. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC. 